Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department, let's see more. Hello, I'm Connor Falkland and this is Driving Life. In this episode, I chat to former rugby international Shane Byrne. We talk about his playing days and how he's very much enjoying his current life, especially where there's a bit of crack. We also talk about modern rugby and Ireland's performance at the Rugby World Cup. Before we get going, I'd like to take a moment to say a big thank you to our sponsors, Doro Mobile Phones, Expressway Buses and Travel Department. Three great companies in very different areas. They're very good to support us, so thank you very much. Don't forget to check out earlier episodes and other chats. It's all there on seniortimes.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. So now let's go and meet Shane. Shane Byrne, good to chat to you. You're looking very well. Yeah, well, thank you very much. You're very kind. Yes, and I, I know from, from chatting to you and from looking it up that um, you're, you're actually working hard in the family business. So on one level, respectable man of industry, um, but on another level, uh, you're, you're doing a few things for the crack and the mullet is still definitely there. Ah, well, yeah, listen, why would you get rid of a good thing, for God's sake, Connor? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, look, it, it's, it's, I, I'm a metalhead by heart. So um, if, if I had my way, if I wasn't married, I would probably have it a lot longer than it is now. But <laughs> I'm not let. No, this is what I get away with. Your compromise. And look, you are doing a few things for the crack. I've bumped into you in radio studios. You're doing rugby punditry um, and you've done things like you're a star and uh, celebrity come dine with me. Uh, you mad uh, thing. No, Is that just for a I've bit lost, of a laugh, literally? Yes, I've lost all self, self-respect a long time ago. Yes, it, mainly for charities and things <laughs> like that. But yeah, look, my attitude would be life is for living. So, uh, you know, if these things come along, even though they are a bit nerve-wracking and embarrassing, go for it. Have go a bit for of fun it. Doing it. Um, and did I see, were you in Mrs. Brown's Boys, the movie? I was, yeah, I was. Brendan O'Carroll, who I got to know from charity golf events and things like that, over the years, uh, rang me. And he said, listen, you know, we're doing this movie. He said, I have a part for you. Now, I obviously thought he was taking the mickey. Yeah. So I went, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. And he says, no, he says, come down here on this day. And there I was in, I was in the whole movie from start to finish, yeah. In the background, <laughs> never said one word, not a single word in the whole thing. And uh, But I was there for the whole thing, yeah. Great there you fun. go. Great. So, 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 so multi-capped Irish rugby international, professional sportsman, athlete, uh, world-winning mullet, and now also movie star Shane Byrne. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just waiting on Hollywood to come calling. I, I, I don't know why it hasn't happened already. I must have missed a private number or something like that. Could it could happen yet? Could happen yet. Well, listen, winding the clock back. Yeah, you're you're a Wicklow guy. I know it was um, Arklow Rugby Club initially, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm born and bred in Ockram, which is oh. um, very much GA. So Gaelic and hurling, and um, uh, you know. Athletics, really, that was this, you know, and that's what I did. And um, sports wise, it wasn't until I went to school in Dublin that rugby was introduced to me. 
Uh, you went to Black uh, Rock, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was a complete change. And I was terrible at rugby. Terrible. Really? Oh, I could not get, could not get my uh, my head around it at all. And it wasn't until the age of about seventeen that the mm. penny dropped. It took it took that long. You know, well, and listen, you know, you, you you became a professional athlete. You were kind of the first generation, almost, of professional rugby players. Yeah. 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 Um, and so you look clearly, you're a sporting talent. Uh, you, you know, slagging and joshing aside, it's obviously you were a talent. Um, when did kind of professional rugby or or full time rugby at a sort of a half professional level? When did that sort of become Shane Byrne? Was it around the evening, sir? No, no, no. The the game itself didn't go professional until 95, 96. Yeah. So I was out of school in 89, 90, you know, so um, I had your first, fantastic... Your first Leinster cap was 91 or something, is that right? 92. 92, and, uh, okay, yes. Long yeah, back, and, uh, yeah, and um, the play, like I had a lovely four years, four touching off five years of the amateur game. Mm. which was great. It was a great introduction and really, uh, I suppose, gave me my love for the sport, uh, which which served me right the way through the ups and downs of it. Yeah. And uh, luckily enough, the game went professional, as I said, 95, 96, and we were part of the, the, the first tranche of people who were offered contracts. Yeah. And uh, gladly jumped at the opportunity. Yeah, I think Frankie Sheehan actually. Frankie was a podcast guest uh, at, at at one yeah. stage as well, and he was yeah. actually the same position as you, wasn't he? But he he sort of yeah, similarly yeah. across no, across. We, we, we... Yeah, we we uh, we were in competition for quite a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and listen, you went on when you you were late getting onto the Ireland team, but um, yeah. it, it's kind of worth noting as an aside that both yourself and Frankie were um uh, vying with Keith Wood for the starting position. And uh, you know Keith was one of those uh, just sensational players, wasn't he? Absolutely, no. But like, I was competing against so many. The the it wasn't just Keith. Like yes, Keith was was ongoing, but he had huge gaps through injuries and stuff like that. But I first got in the Irish squad in nineteen ninety three, and I didn't get my first cap until I was lucky enough in two thousand and one. And I was never really out. I was always there, thereabouts. So it was a long, long wait, and I got dropped twice because of my haircut. <laughs> it's so, really because of the haircut yeah directly like told get your haircut and I was like no what's that got to do with rugby well you know and, there are cer- certain things are, are truly a matter of principle aren't they <laughs> well I tell you towards the end of the 90s when I still hadn't been capped I was starting to think maybe, geez, maybe I should have got my haircut thankfully uh, that all changed and yeah, I'm well, you know, genuinely, and not just to sort of falsely flatter you, but uh, we're all Leinster nuts in the family, the whole family. And my kids are adults now, but like we've had Leinster season tickets since, um, you know, way, way back in the day, since yeah, well yeah, before, good. well before the move to the RDS. So yeah. like we do remember, I remember my, my eldest lad, Dara, who's, what is he, 27 now? Um, okay. He was at a match once in, I think it was, uh, what it would have been Donnybrook. And at the end of the match, all the kids just flood onto the pitch. And yeah. um, he he came back off at one stage, I think, with your autograph and a bit of a soak on his face. So what happened to you? Apparently, Reggie Corrigan stood on his toe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Well, that did be a fair bit of ways heading through that door. I indeed. Uh, right. But 
but but but genuinely, just when you actually came on to the Irish or burst onto the Irish team, you had a brilliant run of form with Leinster. I remember everybody at Leinster kind of screaming, uh, you know, mullet yeah. for Ireland and whatever, because you, you really yeah, did earn the place. Yeah, it was great. No, like the support I had from um, Leinster and Blackrock Rugby Club, like who I was with, and it just the more it went on, I suppose would not get involved the more people got involved in it really and we're all cheering for me so by, by the time it eventually happened um yeah got a huge groundswell of support it was uh, it was absolutely yeah, yeah. amazing um and and some great days um i actually i only know that it was three tries because i just looked it up to check because i i would if, if i was asked i would have sworn there were a few more because you got two in one game didn't you against wales yeah 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 against wales and the six nations i think there was oh four uh, yeah. yeah, no, I was more a facilitator. I I uh, <laughs> did the hard work so that other people could score the tries. Uh, yeah. yeah, the day, the days, um, you know that everyone had the roles like, uh, you know, and what they wanted off me was a lot of the the tight, you know, yeah. the hard work, and that's rather than hanging out. So that's what I did. That's and, what, yeah. um, well, the the job the job in the front row is a bit more of a multitask job these days, isn't it? Because uh, I mean, it, it, things like ball skills, handling skills, turning up in the center mm. if it if it's occasion demands. Oh yeah, it. I know the, absolutely. Like the, it ebbs and flows. Like sure, Keith Wood, you know that's what he did. He was a boy, yeah. he was a footballer, less so of a technical hooker. You know what I mean? Mm. And like I would have been very much a runner with the ball before I got into the air squad. You know because. I was, as I said to you, athletics. I know you can't tell from my lithe physique <laughs> nowadays, but uh, I was a sprinter all mm. the way through school. And, um, you know, so we all loved running with the ball, but you've got to adapt to what they want you to do. And it, it does, it ebbs and flows. Like Keith Wood obviously was the ultimate running hooker. Yeah. And now it's great to see the guys nowadays, uh, you know, Kelleher and Sheehan that can mix the whole thing up. They're superb technical hookers and they are brilliant with ball in hand. Yeah, and they're bloody fast, the two of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The day the days very, are very of... alike, very similar, you know, in the yeah. way that they, they play and, and their strengths. But it's great to see. And and for me, it's it's just a joy. I know we're getting into a bit of technicality here, but the mm. you know, it for a long time it was always they were talking about oh, whether the hooker, the line outs didn't work out. That's no longer a discussion. You know, they're yeah. they, because that to me should be just an accepted thing that you can do. You shouldn't be in the position if you can't do it. So uh, yeah. it's great to see that in general, with with obviously there's small exceptions, but in general, it's just accepted that they can and yeah. they can get on with the rest of their game. And and we've the depth to cover that now. I mean, there was a time you 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 would have played alongside people like John Hayes and uh uh, you, know, do you remember Ireland? If 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 John Hayes wasn't fit, like that was it. We were we we yeah, knackered. Yeah. No, listen. Rugby's in in a in a in a good stead in the country at the moment. It's um you know obviously spearheaded a lot from the squad system that Leinster put together, which has been mimicked thankfully around the the country now. Like obviously results wise, it was it was pushed by Munster and their European mm. successes. And then that made everyone else want to catch up. And then Leicester put the groundwork in and had the feeder system working well. That became the envy of everyone else. Now, thankfully, all setups are doing it. So back yeah. to what you said there. Yeah, we have depth in nearly every position, which is great. Sponsored by Expressway. 
With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie? Doro, make friends with innovation. You were telling me that when you were a, a you know a, a, a hooker trying to burst into Leinster and Ireland honours, there were a lot of people you were competing against. We mentioned Frankie Sheehan, and there were others. If you could, you know, time machine, magic wand, uh, become twenty five years younger and do it again, would you love to be a modern professional rugby player? And what would be different? Do you think? Oh, I'd love to be playing now. <laughs> oh, the, the game, yeah, absolutely. Like, yes, there's there's lunacy around it as well. Um, you know the the. I suppose if you look at it from from a, a slightly tongue in cheek way, uh, when we played our games, there were there weren't camera phones around for everything that yeah. you do. So on and off the pitch, uh, you'd be totally under analysis. So thankfully that wasn't around in my day. But look, wouldn't it, the success that they're having at the moment from mm. um, provincial and international level? is just fantastic and uh i would love to be involved in the game and like this whole you know thing that uh, it's the, the hits and everything you know if if you were playing now you'd be a bigger fitter stronger athlete yeah so therefore you can this is the whole thing is it's not just the players that have got better the training has got better so the players underneath them are, are better equipped to play this style of game so like you'd have no problem playing it yeah you know and of course, that 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 means there's kind of more kinetic energy in the contacts, in the contacts, and and then therefore the head injury right. stuff is. Uh, but like half half the reason is the whole thing about rugby is is building yourself up as big as you can be, but while still being fit and strong and and fast enough to to do everything you need to do. But one of the the, the reasons for the bulk is protection. It protects you mm. from being hit, the strength and everything like that. Because like you think about it, if if you threw any Joe soap onto the rugby field they you know the the collisions alone they would be in trouble whereas the the rugby frame is it's not just the strength of being able to hit it's been able to take the hit and yeah. that's you know that's all part of it do, do you know back, back, back in the day when people were worried about um, neck injuries from collapsing scrums for example it, it was never the elite level that they were worried about it was kind of the club game three tiers down where yeah. um and maybe similar for head contacts i know my my son's playing in terenure and they have mm -hmm. an ultra low tackle rule this year it's it's kind of mm -hmm. yeah sort roughly sort of below yeah. the nipple line there, if you there's like issues, yeah there's issues with that because th then when they do step up into the senior they don't know how to tackle the other way you know yeah. higher so you know it's it's there's a safety in knowing what to do and thankfully i you know i never really came off the pitch with any concussion or anything like that because mm. i technically i was taught very well but the um that's not to say i didn't have plenty of impacts yeah. and things like that like position the way i played the position i played in like that's goes without saying but the the, the the worry that they have now is the things that are showing up, there's just too many unknowns. We don't mm. know why somebody like Steve Thompson in England, who yeah. I played with at the same time, and he was on the lines with me, that why he's more susceptible to those impacts. Yeah. Because there's no way he got more impacts than I did. There's 
there's just it's not possible yeah and yeah. um why and yet there's no doubt that his his injury or his illness is genuine yeah. there's nothing and the thing is is that you know the fear that everyone has from it you know it's not that it's unfounded the game has already changed you know yeah. this is what's happened to the people like we used to go out and we used to beat the tar out of each other for hours straight and and do like 50 scrums and you know all impact 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 whereas now they don't do that it's already changed yeah the 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 the, the, the scenarios that created the issues that people are seeing now unfortunately in some people they it doesn't that scenario doesn't exist anymore you got to be aware of unintended consequences too like and if you say okay only tackle below say the nipple line and then realize yeah. a season in that you now you're encouraging people to fire themselves at the knees and you yeah. know you could have could have injuries there too um right. yeah yeah i think um, i think like more than any other sport i think rugby because if you think american football and everything like that more than any other sport rugby is taking it very very seriously and sometimes mm. look to the detriment of the game we've all seen the way the refereeing and the world cup and things like that has been their indecision in making certain decisions but look it, it we it is part of the game now that yeah. we take head head collisions very very seriously do you know something encouraging if you consider the game uh, south africa ireland uh, you know, globally talked about for the intensity of that game. It was an unbelievably intense game. Jesus, the coll collisions were shaking the TV on the stand. But um, the the uh, but in all of that, uh, no foul play, no TMO, no bad tackles. Yeah. A, a, a safe game of rugby. I know that game. That game will go down as one of the, one of the greatest World Cup games, without any doubt. For exactly yeah. what you said, for yeah. the intensity, for like. I, listen, yes, South Africa had their opportunities, but I think the best way of putting it is no other th team in the World Cup would have stopped South Africa winning that day. No one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, listen, this brings us to a little section. Would you better just say this out loud because the the, the podcast will, will hopefully stay up online for a while. But you and I yeah. are talking now before Ireland plays Scotland in the Correct. Rugby World Cup. Correct. So we'll, we'll have a little bit of a chat about, about the Rugby World Cup 2023. And if it turns out that we're brilliant, we knew everything in advance, well then we'll... <laughs> and if, if it turns out that 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 two big Egypts couldn't have been thicker or wronger, then we can always yeah, just do yeah, this yeah. Of audio, yeah. Correct, correct. <laughs> we'll put and splice. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look, so we're we're about to play Scotland. Um, uh, we have a good record over Scotland in recent years. And I think that's one of the reasons why the casual Irish fan is a bit dismissive of Scotland. Um, but Scotland have hammered France. They've won in Twickenham. They're, like, they owe us one. They've had yep. no bloody luck against us. And, uh, you know, Scotland to beat Ireland is that's no sort of freak result. Um, we should be scared, shouldn't we? No, scared is the wrong um, wrong way of putting it. It's um, we should just be taking it very seriously. Uh, mm. You know, this is a game that I feel that if we go in half cocked in any shape or form, we could be in trouble because the Scots, the way they play, is that even if you rack up scores against them in the first twenty minutes, they will keep nipping away. They never ever stop. And um, they'll find a way, if you show a chink in their armour, they'll find a way of getting at it. And they're very, very quick, of it, uh, very good at exploiting that. Particularly with the likes of Finn Russell mm. at, uh, at out half, who's an absolute genius. 
so much uh, depends on Finn Russell, doesn't it? I mean, you, you could say that Ireland are, are while brilliant, uh, are, are very defend, uh, dependent on Sexton. But there's an even greater dependence on Russell on the Scottish side, yeah. isn't there? Yes. But but the thing about it is, look, I, I think um, Ireland are taking each game as a knockout game. I don't think they're thinking any further past that. And on their day, if both sides play their absolute best they can possibly pay, play, Ireland mm. will win. Yeah. And um, yeah. that's what I think you're going to get. I, I think Scotland have nothing to lose. They have to leave everything out there because it's it's weighing against them. And to try mm. to get through this ridiculous way the World Cup was drawn and the oh, group of God, yeah. that were in, that I think that said they will absolutely fire everything they have at it. But I just think this team, Andy Farrell's mission on this um, running into this World Cup had to do nothing with conditioning, skill set that was already in place. It was the top two inches, getting the mindset yeah. ready. And I think he has this team exactly where you want them. He's also been very well, whether it's luck or judgment or a combination of the two, but the injuries um, yeah, missed for right. Ireland, we've been lucky so far. Thank very God. Lucky. Very lucky. Keen Healy beforehand, uh, Jack Conan uh, hopefully coming back. Um, you know, we, we're, we're recording this before the team is even announced, yeah. but yeah. The, um, the, you know, we've been very, very lucky to this point. In fact, the fixtures couldn't have been better. Like two mm. weeks after for after the the bruising encounter with South Africa was, was perfect time and so, yeah. like yeah we couldn't be going into it in, in any better shape and like look the thing about this is that, you know you've got to think that we're number one in the world for a reason mm. and look we're all as Irish and our record in the in the World Cup we're all weary of thinking ahead but the one thing to think of is that, mm. it's not so much that we perform is that. Nobody wants to play Ireland. If Scotland could not be playing Ireland, they would yeah. be delighted yeah. with that. Nobody yeah. wants to play Ireland. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand at, at included. Point, yeah, at any point, never mind yeah. any bravado talk or anything like that. No one wants to play Ireland because we're a ridiculously hard team to beat. And um, you know, if we go into it with that intent and um, you know just stick to our guns, don't get involved. In you know, the game oh, that South Africa want to, or that Scotland want to play, you know, it should be a good, a good day. Uh, so fingers crossed. But I mean, the bookies, the unemotional analysis would say that you know, b- bar an unusual set of circumstances, probably it's a, it's Ireland for 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 that fixture. Should be. Yeah, and please God. Now, the other thing just to say is that in previous World Cups where, you know, Ireland never made it past the quarterfinals and there's good stories and bad stories and reasons why. Um, But I'm thinking of 07 um, and perhaps even Um, of of, uh, Wales. Every 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 time. But but it's true to quarterfinals in all, I think, but bar two. But in in those really disappointing years, it's been evident that it's been going wrong before now. You could feel it slip. In 07, do you remember um, Eddie O'Sullivan's Ireland? They all arrived overly bulked up. Brian O'Driz, they hadn't been handling overly a rugby trained. ball. Been, Over, overly trained, yeah. Oh, they'd been pumping weights and jumping in and out of ice baths and anything but handling a rugby ball. And and we damn, damn near lost to Georgia on day one. Yeah. And even the last time in Japan, myself and Lorraine were in Japan for the trip. It was brilliant. Um, but y- you could feel that um, uh, in a sense, Joe Schmidt's Ireland had kind of been figured out. We didn't seem as confident as we were. Um, and then, of course, we lost to Japan. So you, you, the yeah. wheels were already wobbling. Uh, but 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 this time, Jesus, this dangerous thing to say, this time really does feel different. 
the we all it four does. wheels feel securely on the wagon. Yeah, yeah, no, it does, and and that's that's what Andy Farrell, as I said to you, that's what he needed to get ready was, is it's he's there's probably never been a team, um, with Sexton there that would be so self management, so, so self managed, uh, with the you know the likes of Peter O'Mahony and the pack mm. that, that that team I'd say is taking care of a lot of it itself because they know exactly what they need to do. They they have a massively massively high standards. Then you add in the likes of Doris and um, Keelan, like these absolute wonders of kids mm. that are playing the game that are just like world world class now. All of a sudden, they came. You know, Keelan in particular, he's playing like a player who's been in an Irish jersey for. 10 years he's amazing and yeah. you know based you know so building all around that and so Farrell there's just doesn't seem to be any ripples whatsoever coming out of the camp which is just Ooh. superb to see so never been a better time to be an Irish fan uh, but, but before Correct. we go through the knockout stages and decide that Ireland win the, the, the Rugby World Cup uh, your thoughts <laughs> on <laughs> your, your thoughts on the tournament overall Shane um, how did Tier 2 get on your thoughts on refereeing yeah I suppose, look, yeah, there's a few things. Obviously, this World Cup will be tainted no matter what happens from the ridiculous draw that they Yeah, made. nuts. Completely. So nuts. just to explain anyone who doesn't know it, that it's they they draw, they put the seeding, which then feeds into the draw, and they did it two years ago. Now, two years ago, Ireland, I think, were fourth or fifth in the seeding, and France were below us and things like that. Mm. And within the last two years, obviously, we've made a push. France have made a push. South Africa have made a push. New Zealand have come down. Australia have fallen off the face of the, of the earth. Mm. England have gone down. So what's happened is we've had uh, two drastically different sides of, yeah. of the of the group. So you'll have Scotland, one very... Poor old, poor old Scotland. Uh, Scotland if our prediction is correct, no, Scotland go out in the pool well. stages. And yeah. Scotland would hammer anything in the other half of the draw. Oh, easily, easily. But um, so you know, so yes, that has led to some crazy games. Like France should never have met New Zealand in the first game of the World Cup. We should never have met South Africa, the number two seed against the number one seed in a pool yeah. stage in the World Cup. But it's led to some amazing occasions. It's been fantastic. It really has. Yeah. There's been some brilliant games. Then you have the Uruguay, Portugal, um, Chile mm. having some fantastic efforts as well. And the talk from the Tier 2 would be Fiji, who hopefully at this stage are going to get through after this weekend, yeah. uh, which would be absolutely fantastic to see. That's really the success story of it. Because like obviously people give out about the the step down. But they're, you know, you're given these sides. They would trade it for for nothing else than to be in the World Cup and be involved in it. I would well, you have, to, you have to give them a chance. J J Japan Correct. managed to beat South Africa the other time. Yeah. Uh, we have a conspiracy would, theory would... in our house, Shane. Uh, re referees never give Tier 2 nations a fair shout. Correct. Um, I was just about to say that. It, yeah. it happens all the time. Is The way they, they, they justify it is that they're, you know, they, they don't give... They don't give decisions that aren't in the rules. They're just ridiculously strict against the tier two sides, yeah. which is ridiculous. Like Wales, Fiji, like Fiji should have won that game hands down, you know. And uh, some of the decisions that were made were just lunacy. Yeah, decisions go. against Georgia, decisions against Portugal. Yeah, they just are ridiculously strict against them. It, it's it is I, but it's every single time. I don't know why it is the case, but. Do you know, I had Brian McNeese as a uh, podcast guest as well, and I was asking him about the TMO process and all of that. 
Um, and, and look, you said no conspiracy theories. Everybody there is just faithfully trying to do the job. Uh, but God, looking at it as a punter, the amount of rough justice that you see. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it is. It's very frustrating. It is. And it must be ultimately frustrating for them, you know, for the tier two sides. But look, we still have got hopefully a success story coming through with Fiji. One more step this weekend. And uh, yeah, hopefully that'll start copping on that, you know, they have to give the tier two sides fair game at the ball okay. and, and they will develop. Um, but for this time around, with the possible exception of Fiji, um, we have a quarter quarterfinal lineup, which we hope includes Ireland. Um, I suppose two things. Firstly, how do you think Ireland are going to do is the obvious question. Secondly, forgetting about us, what else do you do you think is going to happen that's exciting in the, the knockout stages? Um well all the all the realistic business side of it will come from our side of the group. Um you know, the other side is, is a bit daft. You know, yeah. like the, the <laughs> sides that are going to get through there, it's just that. And the you're only not thing on board, you, you're not on board with England for the World Cup, yeah, then stop. But <laughs> but the thing is, is that you know they have ample opportunity to get themselves ready because yeah. they have all these games playing against lesser sides that they can get an awful lot of things right, and you could very well see England getting to a semi final again and things like that. You know, it's just mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just a bit crazy. You know, I still I said it a long time ago, and I, I still think it. I think, barring wear and tear and injuries, whoever wins the quarterfinal that Ireland is in will win the World Cup. Okay, uh, and I I think, um, it's you know it's it, it's looking like we'll play New Zealand in the mm-hmm. in the quarterfinal if hopefully we get through, and um, I. I think New Zealand are one of those sides who are benefiting a lot like um, uh, England in a different way that yeah. they had their hard games very early and now they're just remembering how to play the fantastic brand of rugby that they can play. So the brave the thing that you're saying really then, Shane, is France not quite. I will, listen, I, I like we can still meet them in the quarterfinals, you know. <laughs> uh, the, you know, France... I don't know. I think. I think. I don't know. Like, if it goes another way, I think it would be, it would be a South Africa. If we weren't in it, a South Africa, um, you could see a South Africa French final. There's so many variations, stipulations. You know, I think South Africa would be able for them in the final. But like France, mm-hmm. the the support that they have got is just oh, tremendous, yeah. and the 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 volume and the skill set, and and with the. Unbelievable recovery of Dupont. Like he is the best oh, player yeah. in the world, bar none. So even the lift they will get when he comes back could see them go the whole way. Yeah, and I say because we we we're a bit bit rugby obsessed in the house. So we do, but I try and say to people that, that yeah, like it, it, the Aviva Stadium can be fantastic. You know, if it's Ireland France, for example, it can be absolutely hopping, but. The experience of a French stadium, whether it's Stade de France or Marseille or one of those others, when it's absolutely full to the rafters of howling, screaming French fans, uh, the, the rate at which they get on the referees' case, yeah, the brass sheer bands noise, the brass like bands, that, yeah. and the whole—it's it, it, they're special experience. atmospheres. But to, yeah. it, so, so you know, that's, they turn on their own. They turn on their own side yeah. as quickly as they do anything else. So uh, <laughs> as long as France keep going well, they'll be all right and well supported. Very good, very good. Um, are you going to get across for any of a chain? 
I've had a little bit of a disaster, unfortunately. I had committed, there's a friend of mine has a travel company coming from the States. Yeah. And uh, and then he's, uh, he, because of reasons he couldn't do it, what he was meant to do, and I had committed to him, and now it's cancelled. So I was able to go back and forward, and now I can't. Yeah. So all the other things has passed me by. So oh, I'm dear, working oh, dear. from scratch. I'm working. Don't talk to me. I'm working from scratch. So <laughs> hopefully there'll be a few more games for me to be interested in. Please. Oh don't. yeah, I, 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 I would, I would imagine. And you never know if it, if it does get to a final in Paris. Um, you know there'll be, um, by by hook or by crook. Uh, yeah. So some somebody yeah. will have to make sure that the 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 mullet is there, if only for luck. <laughs> I'd like to be there so hopefully now there'll be plenty more as I said at least Very another good. from when we're recording at least another four games that'd be great woohoo um, and, and and for you then Shane fun continues you know a bit of, bit, bit of work a bit of crack a bit of golf yeah yeah I'm actually captain in, in my local club Wooden Bridge um, next year Very so good. golf is going to be taking up a lot of time so my wife will be just permanently in a state of anger against me I think <laughs> For that year, um, I I did it was many speeches. Who, oh yeah, I will listen. No problem with that. Yeah. But the um the yeah, I my life is mad enough as it is. So to just add this on top of it is, is going to be a bit of a challenge. But still, look, it's going to be a a good year, hopefully. And um, yeah, it's it's nice to have the, you know, work hard, play hard, and you know, golf has always been. There, thereabouts. I've played since I was my granny taught me how to play when I was four years of age. So, so you're going to you know, depress me here now, Shane. When I ask you how good are you at the game, or what, what, what are you playing off these days? I'm a twelve handicap at the moment. Ah. So oh, do you know that's uh, I, I've, 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 um, I've been more embarrassed than that. Um, uh, I don't know about fourteen or something. I think at the moment, and and I'm feeling right. a bit of imposter syndrome, but uh, you know. Not at all. Not at all. We'll get you down to Wooden Bridge and we'll see how you go. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, it, it's uh, with myself and the lads have played it a few times. It is absolutely glorious. It's in its own little valley and it's just such a beautiful setting there. Um, yeah. yeah, so well to wear. Um, and I think there's a pleasingly poor mobile phone signal. So a great excuse not to be bothered. It is, it is superb. <laughs> how little signal there is down there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, well, well, listen, Shane, very best of luck with it. And, um, and, and you're very good for having a, a chat with us here on the podcast. Oh, and um, no much, much appreciated. And we'll check back in on the predictions uh, after the game this weekend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, okay. either triumph, triumph or the recycle bin awaits. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, thanks a million. No problem. Take care, Connor. So that's Shane Byrne. I hope you enjoyed the chat. Let me know if you have any thoughts on the podcasts. Get in touch on connorfalkton at gmail.com. Do remember that you can access the full Driving Life archive of previous episodes at seniortimes.ie. Thanks again to Doro Mobile Phones, to Expressway Buses and to Travel Department. And we're done. Drive safely, live happily and come back and see us again. An will phone poke a new wet, an will knappy no fum nis orjo wet. Nis eskalehusaj, faker na phone in takata gwin, an cho, egg daro. An von klishte is dani, gidi gohan la hai glina, agus taskina. Ta rod egen, gogachtina. Ta nismo olis, egg, daro.com.